Welcome to another dynamic word from Pastor Ron Hammonds, Senior Pastor of Golden Triangle Church on the Rock in Southeast Texas. We're so glad you're joining us. For more information about Golden Triangle Church on the Rock Ministries, visit our website, cotr.com. Enjoy the word. Are you ready for the word? <laughs> you found Luke, the first chapter. This morning, we're going to be talking about big steps. Look at somebody and say, big steps. Oh, come on, one more time. Look at somebody and say, big steps. <laughs> now, let me give you a truth before we start. This is something that the Lord said to me this week, and I, I, I write down these little nuggets. You know, I have, uh, I have somewhere between 750 and 1,000 of these little nuggets that God has spoken to me, and this is one more that will add to it. I call them points to ponder. And uh, this one he spoke to me this week. Until eternity is enough, nothing will be enough. Okay, let me tell you what that means to me. Until eternity is enough, you will never be satisfied. Nothing will be enough. You cannot get enough alcohol, enough drugs, enough dollars. You cannot get enough fun. You cannot get enough uh, cake. Okay? <laughs> Until eternity is enough, nothing will ever be enough. Nothing satisfies the soul like Jesus does. And people are, are looking today all over the world. They're looking for something to satisfy. They're going from one thing to another thing. They're going from, you know, one business to another, one job to another, one city to another, one marriage to another, you know, one drug to another, you know, one, one gift to another, one purchase to another, looking for everything and yet not finding the one thing that will satisfy. And once, however, eternity is enough, everything else will be okay. You know, it doesn't mean everything else will be easy, but it does mean everything else will be okay. Because once the question of eternity is answered, and once eternity is enough for us, and that's what Jesus died to give us was eternity. That's the biggest thing that the message of the gospel points to is that we have an eternity and once eternity is enough, once we realize that God has taken care of our eternal life, then everything else will work out in time. That's the way it works. You know, God has often asked people of faith to take some pretty big steps. And today we're talking about big steps. One of the people that God asked to take a big step in the Bible was Noah. You can read about him in Genesis chapter 6. God asked him to build a boat. You know, what? Build a boat? Yes, it took him 120 years to build this boat. And by the way, if you have not been to Kentucky to see the ark, that, the, 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 the a replica of the ark, let me tell you, just go ahead and put it on your 2023 calendar that you're going to go take a look at this thing. It is absolutely impressive. But to imagine that one man and his two sons and whatever help he could get built this, no wonder it took them 120 years to gather the wood, to shape it, and then to build this. It's amazing. That was a pretty big step. You know, Noah was ridiculed. And the only thing Noah could answer back was just get right with God. Why are you building that boat? Because I want to get right with God. You need to get right with God because it's going to rain. It had never rained. It was, it was a crazy scenario. It was a pretty big step for Noah to take. Well, Abraham was asked to take a big step. You remember? Genesis 22, Abraham was asked to sacrifice his son. Oh, my goodness, that's just a pretty big step. Ruth Ruth was asked to move to a foreign land. That's a pretty big step in the book of Ruth. 
She was asked here to commit her life to her mother-in-law who was a widow. She too was a widow. And go and work the rest of your life, you know, gathering in somebody else's field. That was a pretty big step. That required a pretty big decision. Esther. You remember Queen Esther? She was asked to interrupt the king in peril of death. And she said, I can't do that. God asked her to take that big step in life. And she said, if I do, then, you know, it's, it's by law, it is death. Unless the king is having a good day and pardons me immediately, I will be drug off and killed. That's a pretty big step to be asked to interrupt the king and to intercede for someone else. David, King David, you remember when he was just a little boy, he was asked by God to take a pretty big step. You little boy, go out there and face this giant, Goliath. I mean, come on now. That's a pretty big step. You can read about it in 1 Samuel 17. Uh, Goliath was huge, and no one else would face him. So God said to little David, I need you to go out there, and I need, but by the way, get you a rock before you go. Hello? Is that not a pretty big step? Sure it is. How about Elijah? Elijah, you may read about him in 1 Kings 18. He was asked to take a pretty big step. It had not rained for three and a half years because he prayed that it would not rain. And everybody in the nation, including the king, who was, who was a mean king, King Ahab, was looking for him because they wanted to kill him. They were angry with him. And on top of that, he had to go and meet in public with 850 false prophets who were angry and mean. And they cut themselves. You don't think they would have cut him? He was alone and by himself. Have you ever been asked to go and meet with a lot of angry people who hate you and want to hurt you? That's a pretty big step. Martha. You know, Martha was asked to trust Jesus. Here's the big step. Trust me with the death of your brother. Now, I want to submit to you that trusting God with someone's life is easier than trusting God with their death. Something happens whenever someone we really love and really care about dies. And when they die, and it seems as though they died prematurely and unfairly, and it, that, that, that can be a big step to trust God with their death. What do you do? It's like, i got to trust you when there's nothing I can do. i got to trust you when I didn't get what I wanted. i got to trust you when I didn't get what I prayed for. i got to trust you when I didn't get what you could do. That's a pretty big step. And that's what he asked Martha, trust me. You know, the young rich ruler, you remember him in Mark, the 10th chapter, Luke, the 18th chapter? The young rich ruler was, was, was asked to take a big step. Give all your money to the poor. Whoa, hold on here. <laughs> that's a pretty big step. Isn't it? Yeah, sure it is. I mean, Jesus didn't ask him to give his money away. He asked him to give his money too. There's a big difference between giving away and giving to. It's a matter of the heart whenever you're helping because, because Jesus has asked you. Jesus asked him to do this. And by the way, he said no. He said that's too big of a step. That's too much. That's, that's just too much for me to trust you with. Nope, not going to do it. There's a New Testament character named Ananias in Acts chapter 9. Now, let me refresh your memory on what is happening in Acts chapter 9. In Acts chapter 9, there was a man named Saul of Tarsus. 
who would later become known as Paul the Apostle. But when Saul of Tarsus was Saul of Tarsus, he had authority to hunt down people who were believers in Jesus Christ and to arrest them and to take them to Jerusalem, incarcerate them, torture them, and make them either recant and repent of, 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 of believing in Jesus Christ or else he would testify against them and they would be executed. Now that was a pretty bad dude. And Ananias is asked to take a big step to go over and identify himself to Saul of Tarsus who was in Damascus. Go and tell him that you are a believer and you have been sent by God to pray for him. Wait, Ananias said. That is a pretty big step for me to go in front of my enemies and to identify myself as a born-again believer. I mean, some people won't even do that among their friends or their own family. It was a pretty big step. God asked us to take big steps. You may remember the apostle Peter. The Apostle Peter was asked to take a pretty big step. You see, the Apostle Peter was a good guy. He had followed Jesus for three and a half years, and he had listened to everything Jesus said, and he had learned, and Jesus had ascended into heaven after his resurrection, and, and, and the Apostle Peter was going around ministering everywhere, and he found himself in Joppa. Acts chapter 10, you can read about it. In Acts chapter 10, the, the, the Apostle Peter is in Joppa, and all of a sudden God says to him, now, Peter, you're believing something. I'm going to paraphrase this. You're believing something that is wrong. You have been taught something that is wrong. And Peter was asked to take a big step. What was the step? God asked Peter, or told him, I want you to exchange your truth for my truth. Woo! Because Peter had been taught all of his life. And, and, and he had been working for Jesus for years. And there are a lot of things that we have not yet heard perhaps. Because Peter had not yet heard that Gentiles could be saved. And God is about to ask him to go to a Gentile's house. And to have dinner with them. And tell them about Jesus. And accept them into the church. And water baptize them in the name of Jesus. And he's going to have to explain this to a bunch of other apostles. Who also believe what he believes. And God was saying, Peter, I need you to exchange your truth for my truth. You have been taught this. You have seen this. You have believed this. But it is not the truth. Take my truth. What I have cleansed, let no man call unclean. Because Peter thought those people aren't worth it. And God said, take this big step, Peter. You're going to have to trust me that I love those people as much as I love you. Whoa. What a big step. You see, almost everyone in the Bible, I could go on and on for hours most everyone in the Bible was asked to take a big step from time to time, and you also will be asked to take some big steps. Trusting God with your past is a big step. Trusting God with your present is a big step. Trusting God with your future is a big step. 
And that's what we are being asked to do. You see, trusting God with your past, with your present, with your future is a big step. And there is always, always something at every moment of every day, there is always something you can do to please God. I mean, anytime you want to. Anytime you check in with God, Lord, you know, is there something I can do to please you? Boom. It may just be praise me. It may be pray for somebody. Any moment you want to give God, he has something you can do to please him. There's always something you can do to please God. But it is impossible, Hebrews eleven six 6 says, but without faith it is impossible to please him. For he who comes to God must believe that he is and that God is a rewarder of those who diligently seek him. You know, faith doesn't make things easy. Faith makes things possible. And as I said, faith is not always easy. But it is the only way to please God is to trust him. This morning we're going to review one moment in the life of a Bible character who was asked to trust God. It was a really big step for them as it would have been for anyone and we aren't told the whole story but what we have in the Bible concerning this Bible character puts us on some solid ground and helps us to understand what we can do when we are asked to take a big step, when we are asked to trust Him, when we are asked to trust God with something that is you know, beyond us knowing how it's going to turn out. And that's what most people are concerned about, is the unknown, or how hard it might be. Listen, I'm not going to tell you that trusting God is easy. I'm not going to tell you that it's going to be easy the day after you trust Him. But I am going to tell you that it's going to work. It's going to work. It's going to work. It's going to work out for your good. It's going to work out for other people. It's going to work out for God's plan. We must trust Him. We're going to go to Luke chapter 1. And we're going to look at Mary's moment. And hopefully... She will help us to understand how we can approach the next big step in our life. Luke chapter 1, verse 30. Then the angel said to her, Then the angel said to Mary, Do not be afraid. Isn't that easy to say? That would make you want to slap some angel, wouldn't it? Huh? First of all, most likely he startled her. We understand that she's by herself. We understand in this particular culture that, that no man is supposed to be alone with her because she is engaged to another man to be married to him. And here in this particular culture, in this particular moment of her life, not only did he startle her, but he's also doing something that is against everything she's ever been taught. And so no wonder, I mean, how would you like it if a man suddenly showed up in your private room? and said don't be afraid yeah come here you know don't be afraid wow 
Don't be afraid, for you have found favor with God. There's something that the anointing of God will do that nothing else can do. There's something that happens whenever we realize, when we recognize that this is a God moment. This is different. That voice came from a different place, and it, and, 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 and it went to a different place. It didn't just hit me here. It hit me here. That voice, that, that, that thought, that, that inclination, that inspiration, it, it washed over me somehow. It's something different. It is the voice of my Heavenly Father. It is the voice of God. It is the voice of the anointing. It is the voice that breaks the yoke in my life. It's the voice that the widow heard from the prophet Elijah that gave her the faith to go and make him her last cake and, 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 and her son's last little cake and to give it to that home, that dirty homeless man on the city streets in peril of her and her own son not having a last meal before they died. There's something powerful when God speaks to us. There's something powerful whenever you hear a word that is a true word from God. It, it will do something to you like it did to Peter, like it did to Noah, like it did to Elijah, just like it did to Mary. It gives us some type of advantage over our fear it gives us some type of confidence that we could not earn we could not borrow we could not buy it gives us some type of of hope it gives us some type of motivation inspiration the inspiration of god leads us to do the impossible to put our lives on the line to take that big step and say yes to him that's what's going to happen to mary Verse 31, he says, And behold, you will conceive in your womb and bring forth a son and shall call his name Jesus. Now, I'm telling you that God just asked Mary to take a pretty big step, to trust him in a pretty dynamic way. God asked Mary to do this because God needed help. Isn't that interesting that God needed help? You see, God couldn't do it by himself. God could not work his plan by himself. God has ordered his plan in such a way that he needs help. It is his choice to do it this way. He knew Mary better than Mary knew herself. And he knows you better than you know yourself. And when God asks you to take a big step, whatever it may be, it may be to put something down that you're addicted to. It may be to, 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 to stop something that you're headed toward or, or to go somewhere that you didn't ever want to go, to do something that you can't imagine. Whatever it may be, God knows you better than you know yourself. God knows that you can do it with His help. And God knows that He is fully committed to helping you if He can just get you to participate. God is fully committed to helping you in your marriage if He can get you to participate. God is fully committed to helping you in your business if he can get you to participate. God is fully committed to helping you in your school if he can get you to participate. God is fully committed to helping you in your family and with your relationships if he can get you to participate. God is fully committed with any big step he is asking you to take. And the step that he will ask you to take is trust me with this. Listen to me and trust me. 
It may not happen all at once. It may not be over the moment you say yes. You may have to walk away, and it may not be easy. It may be hard. It may be one of the hardest things you've ever done, and it could cost you. But once eternity is enough, everything else will be okay. God knew Mary better than she knew herself. He, he had evidently been watching her for a long time as he's been watching you. And he believed in her more than she believed in herself. Isn't that interesting? God does not point where, you, where he will not also provide. He will never ask you to do something that he will not be with you every step of the way. He will never call you to do something that he is not going to take care of. What Mary could do, Mary needed to do, but God would do what only God could do. As I said, God was fully committed, and God had all the answers all along. He had all the answers. It's, 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 it's us. It was Elijah that didn't have the answers. It was, it was David that didn't have the answers. You know, uh, I mean, you know, God had the answers. God knew the end from the beginning. But what God is requiring of us is faith to trust him. And he asks us, trust me and take this step. David, move out there on the battleground and get you a rock. Okay, You're going to need a rock, by the way. But you're already ready. You're already more ready. You're already more capable. I know you better than you know you. And my hand will be on that sling. My hand will be on you. I will be with you. I will never fail you. I will never forsake you. And though he's a giant and though he's a champion, uh, a warrior, and you have never been to war, yet I've made you ready. I know you. I have chosen you. You can do this. I am with you. I will not fail you. will not leave you. will not forsake you. And God never did. Not in that moment and not in any moment in David's future. He won't leave you either. God was willing and God was able to provide whatever Mary needed. As I said before, faith does not make things easy. Faith makes things possible. And Mary's faith in heaven's message opened up a door of opportunity for her. The opportunity was for her to experience a miracle, for her to accomplish the will of God, for her to impact untold numbers of people who would later benefit from her saying yes and trusting God and taking that next step. I, 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 I don't know. I, I, we cannot calculate how many people will be so positively and eternally impacted by you taking your next step big step and trusting God but when you do take your next step and trust God you can rest assured that God has a plan he has a purpose and on the other side of that for generations to come the impact of you saying yes to Jesus is what this gospel message is all about well she had an experience because she trusted God. And Mary was told three things, needed three things. Let me, let me just put it that way. Well, let me put it this way. There are three things we need that we're going to take from Mary's experience. Okay? The first thing is what the angel said to her. You know, he said, do not be afraid. So let me, let me give you number one. What what do you do when you, uh, what should you do? What can you do? 
What is the process? What's the procedure? What's, what's the plan whenever you are asked to take a big step? To step into the unknown? It could be, as I said earlier, anything from relationships to finances to, to putting down addictions to, to, to whatever, it may, whatever it is. We'll talk about a couple of things in a moment. But, but whatever, what should you do? Number one, fear not. You know, that's just not a, a one-moment thing, by the way. That's just not, that's just not a, okay, I'm not going to be afraid, and then you're never afraid. You're never tempted to be afraid. You know, uh, this fear-not thing probably had to come back to Mary time after time after time after time. You know, because there were a lot more things that connected to that one moment that, 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 uh, that would have produced opportunity for her to be anxious and to be nervous and to, and to say, oh my goodness, I don't know what's going on. You know, how about the time whenever, whenever Jesus was being beaten on his back with, with, you know, and, 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 and they hit that whip on his back. Don't you know that Mary would have went, she was there, you know, oh no, wait, ah, what's going to happen here? And a second time and a third time and a fifth time and a 10th time and a 20th time and a 30th time. Don't you know that by this time she's going, oh my goodness. I mean, I can imagine, uh, you know, a, a mother, you know, being in such anguish over this moment that she cannot control. And, 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 and this, my son, gee, this is not just your son. This is my son. This is my firstborn. How can you let this happen? It must have seemed so horrible. It must have seemed so pitiful. It must have seemed like something that was so cruel. But looking back on it now, it is one of the most blessed and sweetest moments ever. But it wasn't easy. It wasn't easy for Jesus, but it wasn't easy for Mary either. To watch her son crucified, you think that was easy for Mary? How many times did she have to hear the voice of that angel? Fear not. Don't be afraid. I've got this. I've got this. Don't be afraid. Fear is not going to help you. Fear is going to hurt you here. Trust me. Trust me. Trust you. Trust you. Trust you. You're letting him be beat. Trust you. You're letting him be crucified. Trust you. He's in a grave. Trust you. Yeah. Trust me. It's time for another big step, Mary. A second thing, Mary needed to commit, not just, not just fear not, okay? <laughs> Let me tell you, sometimes people aren't afraid because they aren't going to do it anyway. I'm not afraid of jumping out of an airplane. Guess why? Because I'm not going to do it. It does not cause me one bit of trepidation. There's no anxiety in my life about jumping out of a plane. Why? I'm not going to do it. Yeah. A lot of people aren't afraid of things. You know, God can say, do this, and, you know, fear not, it's not a problem because I'm not doing it. <laughs> you know, God can say, when are you going to take, you know, take that big step. I want you to witness to your neighbor. Uh, I'm not afraid. I don't lose sleep at night. I'm not anxious. I'm not concerned. I don't worry about it. Why? Because I'm not going to do it. That's not the fear or not that we're talking about. We're talking about the fear that comes to you when you say, I'm going to do it. We're talking about the fear that comes with commitment. 
We're talking about the fear that says, I'm going to jump out of that plane. And you get in that plane, and, and, and you get that parachute on, and you run, you climb up to that 14,000 feet, and you got that big open door. That's the fear we're talking about. <laughs> Hello? Fear not is not a problem when you don't have the problem. But when you have the problem, it's probably, it would be for me, all the way up there, every, you know, every few hundred feet. Lord Jesus, help me. Lord Jesus, help me. Oh, you know, I'm, I'm, not, I'm not afraid. Oh, Lord. Oh, Lord, help me. Help me, Jesus. I'm not afraid. Fear not. Fear not. Perfect love casts out fear. I'd be quoting all the scriptures. Why? Because of some silly commitment I made to do it. Because of some silly commitment that I made to do the, 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 Yeah, okay. Y'all get the idea. Mary needed to commit. She needed to not be afraid, and she needed to commit. When God asks us to take a big step, we need to not be afraid, and we need to commit. And the commitment we need is what we have called, what, what I have called now since like 1980, a quality decision. I've taught on quality decisions before. A quality decision is a decision that you will make and you will not go back on. Psalms, the 15th chapter says, Lord, who shall abide in your tabernacle? Who shall dwell in your holy hill? He that walks uprightly and works righteousness and speaks the truth in his heart. And down to verse 4, it says, He who swears to his own hurt and does not change. That's the kind of person that God likes. Somebody that will say yes, and they mean yes. Okay? Not somebody like me that would commit to jumping out of the plane, get in the plane, get up to 14,000 feet and say, Nah. Hello? Come on, go with me on this one. You know what I'm talking about. Somebody that puts down the bottle and, 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 and gets to the next trouble, the next birthday or the next... And just, nah. Oh, boy, this is good preaching. I'm preaching better than y'all are amening, by the way. Making that commitment. Somebody that says yes and gets to the first hurdle. Whether it's a relationship or whether it's, uh, you know, on, on the job related, whatever it may be. You know, Matthew, the fifth chapter, verse 37, Jesus said when he's Sermon on the Mount, he said, let your yes be yes and your no be no. If you say yes, mean it. If you say no, if you say I'm going to do it, do it. If you say I'm not going to do it, don't do it. If you've decided you're not going to do this because God doesn't want you to, and it's a big step not to, it's a big step to say no. You know, it's a really big step to say no, but just say no anyway. Commit. And don't, don't repent of your commitment is what he's saying. Mary, no doubt, had options. You know, it, it appears to me that Elizabeth might have been the only one that knew that she was pregnant for a few months. She had options because I'm certain it was costing her and going to cost her. And she realized after she'd already said yes, she realized along the way that, oh, my goodness, my commitment is going to cost me. Well, number three, first we need to not be afraid fear not number two commit and number three you got to take the big step it's like being in the airplane it's not just okay i will it's actually jumping out once you get up there <laughs> it's actually 
Take the step. Take the big step. Not I, I will witness to my neighbor. It's actually going over there and knocking on the door and, you know, and, and, and actually doing it. Or, or it's, it's, you know, uh, it's, 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 you know, what is the next big step in your life? There is one. Trusting God with your past, with your present, with your future. You know, uh, stepping into the unknown. What, what is the next big step? What is something that, 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 that you feel like God would like you to do, be pleased with you doing, but it's just hard. You're afraid to do it, or you're, 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 you're short of committing, or maybe you have committed to it time and time again, and you've just not done it. What is it? It could be something very simple. I hope it is not salvation, because salvation is the very first big step you should take. And a lot of people have not taken that step of salvation. It's a big step. It's a big step to trust God with your eternity. To step into eternity and say, yes, God, I want to receive Jesus as my Lord and Savior. It's a big step. For some of you, it's a very, very, very big step because you're living in a culture, in a community, in a world that, that will not recognize that as a positive thing. But you know in your heart that Almighty God, he, he has already told you, He's already shown you He's real. And you know that Jesus Christ is the Son of God and Savior of the world and wants to save your soul. You need to take that big step. Don't be afraid. Don't let fear keep you from doing it. That's what that means. Don't let fear stop you from committing. Don't let fear stop you from taking that step. Make your commitment right now. For those of you on campus and online, if you are not saved, make that step right now. Just simply say, right now, God, I commit to you. I give my life to you. Jesus, come into my heart. Be my Lord. Be my Savior. Forgive me of my sins. I am yours. You may not know what that means. It may be a whole unknown but you can trust him with your future. You can trust him with your right now. Salvation. Followed by water baptism and an activation of the gifts in your life. You need to take that big step to begin to be used by God. To let God use you to speak to others, to reach others, to witness to others. Do you know that each one of you, every one of you has a word of prophecy, a word of knowledge, a word of wisdom in your spirit for other people? And you just you need to take that big step. Maybe today you need to acknowledge it. Maybe today you need to just say fear is not going to keep me from doing it. Maybe today you need to commit. I am actually going to do that. I know that's in my heart I know I can do it I'm going to begin doing it on the workplace I'm going to begin doing it in class I'm going to begin doing it in my neighbors I'm going to begin doing this in church I'm going to begin to let God use me in some positive way make that commitment and then when the opportunity comes and it will take that step take it eternal impact will result from you saying yes to him God has designed it, so he just needs your help to do his will. He needs your help to accomplish his goals. He needs your help, just like he needed David's help, just like he needed Moses' help, just like he needed Noah's help, just like he needed Esther's help, just like he needed Ruth's help. Just, I mean, he, need, he needed Mary's help. He needs your help. The Bible, you know, has not stopped with the last verse of Revelation, and now God no longer needs anything. If anything, he needs more now than he ever has. Trusting him. 
Perhaps it's salvation. Perhaps it's church commitment. Maybe you have never committed to a church. Maybe you have never committed to a body of Christ. Maybe you're afraid of the unknown. Maybe, maybe you, you're, you're not letting God use you the way he wants to, and you know you need to. You know you need to make some commitment that I'm, you know, to, 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 to make church happen, not just let church happen, not just visit church, but actually to help church happen. Whether that is a commitment to, you know, from ushers to working with children to, 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 to make sure that people who do not know him, that people who have not even been born yet, will have a place to find Christ and worship and witness and to reach the world. It is God's will to reach the world through the church of Jesus Christ. And the church, many churches, Baptists, Methodists, Church of Christ, Catholics, Episcopalians, Pentecostals, uh, Church on the Rock, we reach a world, our world and the world every day through the collective efforts of the church of the living God. And maybe you need to make a commitment but maybe you've been afraid maybe you've been falling short of commitment maybe even falling short of taking that step you can make a difference perhaps it's trusting God for a personal need or a family need maybe there's something in your world whether it's healing or health or relationships maybe there's something you need to trust God for family whatever Today I want to encourage you. Let me be an angel this morning. Let me be a messenger from heaven this morning. Receive me as a voice from God. Fear not. For you have found favor with God. And that thing that God is going to ask you to do, it will impact and eternally affect others for generations to come for as long as the earth remains trust the Lord say yes commit and take that step Amen. thanks again for joining us for another dynamic message from Pastor Ron Hammonds Visit cotr.com and subscribe to our social media platforms to stay up to date. As well, receive more encouraging messages from our pastor and details of the work we're doing both in our community and communities like ours around the world. Today and every day, God bless.